This episode is brought to you by my Cyber Mom Day Bundle. Whether you currently are a mom, or you aspire to be a mom someday, or you're totally satisfied being a fur baby mama, if you're an entrepreneur, you are spending every day creating. That is literally the feminine creative energy that lies within you. This bundle helps you tap deeper into that energy with five courses. That's 26 hours of mindset shifting, business up-leveling, mom life and business game balancing strategies to enhance your sales, your communication, your mom game, your productivity, your energy, and your success. I am so excited for you to get this bundle because not only do you get all five courses that also come with downloadable MP3s that you can listen to in the background of your life as you're taking the kids to school, but you also get this for 60% off what it would be to buy each of these five courses separately. So click on the link below in the description and get the Cyber Mom Day Bundle as your Happy Mother's Day gift from me to you. Welcome to the Princess and the Bee podcast, the place to be to build your empire as queen of your body, business, and life. I'm your host, Kimberly Spencer, founder of crownyourself.com. And I'm an award-winning coach, Amazon best-selling author, and multi-passionate entrepreneur. Each week, I give you the systems, strategies, and success stories to help you master your mindset, communicate with ease, and triple your productivity so you make the income and the impact you deserve. Imagine this podcast as your weekly spark of inspiration as you take it to the next level with all the bees of your life, body, business, bank account, boys and babies. Let's make it rain. Girl, we're getting real here. <laughs> because yesterday, literally, I had probably one of the most disgusting experiences of my life. And it really allowed me to see <laughs> that the creative process just happens to be a lot like eating shit. So how do I know that this is the case? So I was fully, I was just enjoying my time with Declan. It was so lovely. We were hanging out on the couch. We were reveling in eating waffles. And here's the thing, like I don't normally eat like a lot of processed foods during the week. I am pretty strict about, and not strict in the fact that I feel like I have to, but it's just the fact that I feel like on a performance level, I feel so much better when I have my kale, my eggs, and maybe a half of an avocado for breakfast. But on the weekends, I allow myself for a little bit more fun and play, and I get to enjoy a sumptuous waffle, which is Declan's normal meal, but for me it's it's not as as normal as something that I get to have. And so, so what happened was we were sitting on the couch and I was like we were enjoying our little waffles and he was passing me some books and I was like, "Oh, this is this is so lovely. Like this is so fun just our Sundays together are just is precious family time." And he and I have this game that we played that's I've started implementing to help prevent with his whining because he's going through this very, very whiny toddler phase. 
And I was like, okay, so there's so the game to explain the game a bit. Here's here's how it goes. So he's been he's like so meticulous. He is obsessed with uh, with dirty. And he knows the word dirty because he can find like any like a good Virgo, even though he's not a Virgo, his mommy is, but <laughs> he's a Leo. Uh, he can find and pinpoint little specks of dirt on the floor, even after the housekeeper has come to clean. Like he's just like, oh, dirty, dirty. And it's the most, it's the cutest thing. But he started recently experimenting with textures. So like he likes when we go on our walks, he likes to run his hands along walls and fences. I try to get him to not do it on wood fences just because of splinters. But he's been learning about textures with with the feelings and sensations as well of food. And so like sticky, things that are sticky or gooey or mushy or, or, or liquidy. He's been loving playing with it. And so it makes, it makes our mealtimes together a little messier than normal. But we have a fun game because if he, after experimenting with the mess enough, he recognizes that his hands are dirty with with food. And so we have a little game that when he is like, oh, they're dirty, and he's like, dirty, and then he starts this like, wine that literally drives me up a wall. Like, no joke. My, I am, uh, if any of you have taken my Live More, Love More course, uh, that you know that there are four representational systems that you experience the world through, and this is straight out of neurolinguistic programming. And I am highly auditory, so sounds affect me profoundly, and especially annoying sounds. It is very hard for me to push those aside. Like my husband Spike, he is highly auditory digital, and sounds don't really bother him. He's like, yeah, it's annoying. But like, for me, it's like, it's like the sounds that are irritating are just, it is hard for me to focus on anything else. So this little wine, I've been starting to implement this little game of making, making fun of it where he is like, oh, these are, his fingers are sticky. And so I like, I, I gum up my lips. So I put my lips over my teeth and go, hum. And I, and I, I just take a little bite out of how to, not out of his fingers. I'm not eating his fingers, but I'm like, I nibble and I'm and I taste the jam or whatever sticky, and I go, oh, sticky, sticky, and then I get a paper towel and I wash it off. Well, yesterday was really, really fun and enjoyable, uh, and we were playing that game, and he had his little waffle, and I was reveling in just the sumptuous taste of our waffle and fig butter and like it was so good and it was just I was savoring every bite of this like carby goodness and because I was in the moment of bliss and my eyes were closed and it was complete waffle ecstasy ecstasy (laughs) waffle ecstasy for some like I'm so in the I'm experiencing it again I'm literally salivating at this moment I was in this moment of waffle ecstasy and I hear a little dirty and I see Declan like with his like this gooey big buttery looking substance on his fingers and I'm like oh and he starts to whine he's like, eh, and it keeps going and I'm like oh okay 
time to bust out the game because it makes him laugh and it breaks his pattern of the wine. And so I'm like, okay, hum. And I literally was like smacking my lips and I was like, oh my God. I was like, what is it? I spit it out and I see this like lump of brown, like kind of, it was like a big, it was a decent amount of fig butter, but I know my son and he gets a decent amount of fig butter on his, his hands. This, this however was not fig butter. It was shit. It was like vile, disgusting, putrid shit. And it was, oh. And so I immediately, I put the plate down that I spit the shit out on and I run, I grab Declan, I pass him off to Spike and I'm like, I just ate shit. Fuck. (laughs) What the fuck was that? Completely avoiding any sort of like parenting language rules of like, you probably should watch your language. Uh, No, that was not happening. And so I pass him off to Spike. I'm like, he has a dirty diaper. Change him. And I rise upstairs to get the toothbrush. And I'm like, I'm brushing ferociously to try to get this taste out of my mouth. And it is not coming out. I like, I am, I am, I am brushing and hydrogen peroxiding and like, Like, I don't use toothpaste with fluoride, so it's not as, like, stingy intense as uh, some other, like, toothpaste are. I use a nice organic natural toothpaste that's fluoride-free, so I'm not a big fan of fluoride. So, But at the same time, I was like, this shit isn't working! And I still tasted it, and I was like, what can I do? Okay, what can I do right now? What can I do that that will allow me to get this taste of shit out of my mouth? And I race downstairs and I quickly like get a, just make, I've I, like my old waffle. I just couldn't even look at, like I, I was just disgusted by it. Like I didn't know if I just, I couldn't look at it. I had to know that I was making a fresh waffle that would have fresh amounts of fig butter on it. That would be delicious. And, you know, salivate, salivatory, is that a word? Worthy of being salivated <laughs> over because it was fresh and new and clean. So I'm sitting with this taste in my mouth that's that's like it's now shit with mint um, and it's not quite going away and my toast is in the toaster, gluten-free obviously, um, and I butter it and I take a bite of, fi- of it and I'm like, oh, the taste is starting to go away. It, like the first couple bites tasted a little shitty, no pun intended, but like literally shitty. Uh, but after I started, like I got about halfway through and I was like, oh, oh my goodness this is, this is working. It's the taste of shit is gone. And I was ruminating on it. And I was like, oh my God, this is just like the creative journey. Because I always take any shitty experience, ha ha ha, pun intended, (laughs) shitty experience. And I'm like, okay, what can I learn from this? And so the thing that I, I recognize, it's like, it's, It's that learning experience from those shitty moments, from those mistakes, from those failures. That's the creative journey. That's the whole point of the creative journey. In fact, there is actually a universal law called the law of contrast, where if you start thinking about something, the law of contrast dictates that basically 
the exact opposite's going to come into your reality before you actually get the thing that you want. So that's one of the laws of as you're going through the process through of manifestation to creating your dream. And that's basically when you're creating, when you're writing, whether you're writing a blog post or a book or painting or you're doing something, anything creative, building a business, that's creative. You are creating, but you're going to experience. I'm not saying it's not a, it's not an if you experience failure, you will experience failure. I actually just watched the Brene Brown documentary on Netflix. So fucking good. So good. And one of my favorite lines is when she's like, she says, you will experience failure. It's not like an if you you are going to experience it. Like you will have those shitty moments. But what tasting shit literally taught me was that it's really about how fast you get back to the table and you start eating good, nutritious, amazing food again. Like you start, you start devouring that project or that thing. Or if you're like me, you make your own, you make another cut of toast and and of a waffle and you just allow yourself to, to have, to work with that new project of that new piece of toast, metaphorically speaking. But in the creative journey, you will experience some form of resistance in one way or another. That's what happens. Like on a molecular level, like resistance is is called friction. And the molecules that survive create like they get there. They're the ones that experience the friction and then they make it their way through. So that's that's and I'm not a molecular biologist or anything like that. I just borrowed that from designated survivor and then researched it to make sure that it was entirely true, uh, <laughs> which it is. Um, and so that was something that that just struck me because the shit that we experience as entrepreneurs or as moms or as just going through life in general, a lot of times that gives us the belief or the idea of like, maybe this is a sign that I should quit. Maybe this is, is a sign that I should stop doing this. Maybe this is a sign of blah, 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 blah. And we allow that shit, that bite of shit to literally derail eating the entire rest of your breakfast. So <laughs> in a project standpoint, you know, you have a failure, you have a client that you have a disagreement with and it it doesn't go, it doesn't end well. And you had to have that, that shit sandwich, that bite of shit. And you get back on getting a new client or you jump back on the project or maybe you hit a shit storm of writer's block and you're in the middle of writing and you're like, this fucking sucks. Like I am feeling so much resistance. There is so much so much friction going on. Like I'm not feeling creative at all. That is sitting with the shit. That is experiencing the shit. That is tasting the shit. And yes, I know that I am fully aware that I am using the word shit a lot because when once you taste it on a visceral level, it changes you. <laughs> so, so one of the things that I found was that this shit moments are a part of the process. It, it, and having been in business and having been an entrepreneur for 10 years over several different business, uh, uh, three different businesses, I know that it's in those moments of resistance. It's in those moments of friction. It's in the, those moments of shit that that is when you are 
defined by what you do next. It's not the moment of eating shit. It's defi- You are defined by what you do next. Do you try to brush it off? Because I guarantee you, just like with eating shit, it does not come out of your mouth. Like it does not. Like you try to brush it off like, oh, I'm just going to avoid it. I'm just going to pretend like that didn't happen. I'm just going to be totally inauthentic and not vulnerable because I'm just going to not be like recognize my humanity and the fact that I can make mistakes. Or you can eat that shit, have that failure, make that mistake, have that mess. And you're like, oh my gosh, I still taste it. Let me go tell everybody about how I taste it. And I know the irony that you're thinking right now of like, well, aren't you doing that? This is a podcast. Yes, I am. And I'm telling you what I learned from it, which is very different than complaining and commiserating about eating the shit. Because the shit is not the shit. It's not about the shit. It's about what you do after it. And what you do after it that defines you is how fast you get back up and you sit back your ass back down on that table and you finish your meal, you finish the project, you finish the book, you, you wrap it up with the client, you make amends, you, you do the thing that needs to be done so that you can finish that thing. This is very, very common. We experience this on a physical level at the gym. So it's not like like when you go to the gym, you are expecting to eat shit. Like not actually, but you are expecting to experience resistance. That's how you grow. You're expecting to push yourself. You're expecting that you're going to be facing like that that last rep of weights or of resistance bands. You, you It's even on the title of what you're working out on. Like you are expect that you're going to experience that level of resistance, that you're going to experience that level of pain, that level of discomfort, that level of, oh crap. And while that's not it, like necessarily you making a mistake, that's well, that's not ma- you making a mistake. I mean, if you're doing the exercise improper, it can be. But ideally, we're all very smart, well-trained women and we're doing our exercises properly or we have a trainer or a Pilates instructor or a someone who has given us directions so that we know that we're working our muscles in the correct way, in the correct postural way. Total side note. But you're, you go to the gym expecting that you're going to experience that resistance. You go expecting to push yourself to that level of really dis- shitty discomfort where it's like, oh, okay, that the, like my arms are dying and it's rep number eight and I got two more to go and holy crap. Or if you're like doing some abs and then suddenly you're like, you're literally shaking on a cellular level, which is was one of my favorite things to do to my clients when I was a Pilates instructor, uh, like to get them to that point where their, their muscles are changing and it's on such a deep level that they are physically shaking. And then I'm like, okay, two more or 10 more. My clients really love the fact that I would like really go for that extra bit to just push you past that level of comfort, that level of what you're what you're okay with. We're okay with doing that. And that's on a physical level when we go to the gym to work out. We expect that that's going to happen. Why is it any different than with our creative journey? You are because at the gym or when you're working out, you are literally creating a new body. You are creating greater muscle strength. You are creating fat loss. You are creating a, a different shaped body than the body that you had. Ideally, that's why you're going. Or you're, you're creating greater health, greater energy, greater, greater intensity, greater 
I was going to say energy again. I'm so energized and like ramped up because that's like really what you do. For me, uh, working out is not just a physical thing. It's entirely a mental thing and it's very necessary for emotional and mental well-being. I mean, the science uh, uh, around why you need to be working out if you're not working out on a consistent basis is just ridiculous in saying, go work out, go do it, and go expect to push yourself. Go expecting that you're going to have some resistance. Go expecting that you're going to face that and then go back the next day or go back two days from then. Because that's why we go. But so often in our businesses, when we eat shit, when we fail, when we make a mistake, it takes us weeks to get back to the gym. It takes us weeks to get back to our laptop to do the thing we or to actually do the project that really is that really is calling to us. So that's why I challenge you to really look at those areas of your life where you have sat with shit in your mouth, metaphorically speaking, where it is that taste of discomfort, of failure, of 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 pain, of shit, where you are commiserate, or if you're commiserating with the the shit that you experience, like that was one of the things that made me so miserable years ago is I was still replaying a shitty story about when I was bought out from my first e-commerce company. Like I was replaying this really, really shitty story in my head and commiserating and putting that story on repeat rather than taking the lessons that I needed to learn from that experience into my business that I wanted to get off the ground. That's why it took me two freaking years to get crown yourself into a place where it was actually making money. So I highly encourage you to look at those areas of your life where you have just kind of been acquiesced to to failure to tasting the shit, to saying, oh, well, that strategy didn't work out or that thing didn't work out or, oh, I tried, but it didn't really work. That's the thing is you try and then you get back, you get going again. And actually, I don't even like the word try. You don't even try. You just do. You just do the work because trying implies a lot of effort, but not really a lot of results. That's why I just say I don't like the word try. But you do the work. You get back on the horse. You do the thing. You do you get back on that project, if it's still calling to you and if it's still aligned with what you want to do and what you want to create in the world, then you make the space and you do it. So, truth smackdown (laughs) after eating a shit sandwich. So basically, the resilience is the key element The discipline is the key element. It's getting yourself into a space where you are disciplined enough to do the extraordinary, which means to eat the shit and then you say, you know what, I'm going back to the table. Not that you expect to have more, like obviously you set the intention to have a delicious meal, but if accidentally shit ends up on your plate, you know that if you take a bite of it, you're going to survive And then you're going to move on and eat the rest of your meal. So as always, my fellow empire builders, if you love this episode, 
please write a review in iTunes. I so appreciate them. And if you do and you send us a screenshot of your review to info at crownyourself.com, I have a special hypnosis just for you. And if you love this episode, please take a screenshot of it and tag me on Instagram at crownyourselfnow and at Kimberly Spencer, either or, and let me know what your top takeaway was. As always, own your throne, mind your business, and make it rain. I will catch you next time. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If what you heard resonated with you, be sure to subscribe and share your breakthroughs and ahas with me by leaving a review on iTunes so I can keep the magic flowing your way. And if you aren't already following us on social media, come experience the extra inspiration and queenly convos on Instagram at crownyourselfnow or visit our website at crownyourself.com. I am so excited to connect with you in the next episode. And in the meantime, go out there and create a body, business, and life that rules.